Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Morning, everybody. Welcome back to the jar. Uh, sorry, the, to Mental Health Today. And uh, I'm your host, Ken Stearns. I'm also the uh, host and creator of the jar podcast. And you just saw the right there of, of me uh, really articulating what I'd hoped to do uh, as they were kind of wrapping my van. And I use that van to travel around the country uh, for the jar podcast. And, you know, I un unknowingly uh, key sentence in that, in that uh, dialogue is me saying, find that common thread among the interviews and have a look at it and have some fun with it. Um, you know, what I didn't realize was that it would be a mental health thread and that, the, you know, embedded in all the stories of people that I've met across the country, 70 cities, 250 plus people, there's a mental health crisis in America and I've seen it up close and personal I've heard the personal stories that impacted me enough to, to start the JAR Foundation and to really start this podcast in search of people who are in the space trying to do something. Um, I can see that therapy is a great thing for a lot of people, uh, but it's not the solution for everybody. It's not always the place to start. And we're in a place where we've got about less than 40% of the therapists needed for the country. Uh, and it's not scalable and it's not sustainable, even if we do scale it. Um, so we need other ways to to impact the mental health crisis and give people the tools and the resources they need. So Kevin, uh, Kevin and I spent, uh, Kevin Strauss is our next guest. And we spent a good 20 minutes trying to figure out how we knew each other. And uh, once we ascertained that, I couldn't figure out how come I already had the Uchi app on my on my phone and and what was going on. And, you know, the, the connections of the JAR podcast, and I was connected uh, by a gentleman named Fritz. And here I are, Kevin and I sitting down talking. And Kevin mentioned something to start. Uh, he did, he did pepper in there, stigma. Uh, one of the, one of the, one of his, he's got some theories around that. And I'm sure we'll talk, touch that and, and everything else. Kevin, how about a little background on, on who you are, what you're doing, how'd you end up in the space, what's Uchi? Uh, what's your theories on stigma? <laughs> how do we solve this mental health crisis? Wow. Well, uh, how many hours do we have to talk about <laughs> all those topics, right? Um, yes. you know, before I even introduce myself, I'm going to say that's the first time I saw your introduction. Um, my mm -hmm. apologies, but that's the first time I saw your introduction. And something that you said there was you found that people needed to feel heard. And mm -hmm. That right there can basically sum up everything that I do. <laughs> I, I so we that. could we could end it right now. Like we all need to feel heard. And where I really that. dial that in is feeling heard and understood by the people closest to us. And I'll go on more about that uh, later on. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be live on the different platforms. Um, and uh, yeah, let's get started. So. A little bit about me. My background is actually biomedical engineering. I spent most of my career in the medical device arena, um, designing like implants for spine surgery and whatnot. And <laughs> I know, and, and now I'm over in this like, you know, emotional health and love and connection is what I talk about all the time. And it really started for me back in like 2001, where my epiphany moment was observing a conflict, an argument between a father and his teenage daughter. And for me, what that meant was people, what I saw was they weren't sharing what their true thoughts and feelings were. And I thought mm. if you could just share what your real thoughts were, what your real feelings were, and the other person could hear and understand you, you would have no argument because that's what they were not doing. Well, fast forward 15 years from there, and this is after I've already designed a website, which eventually turned into Uchi, the app, but I had created a website in 2003 uh, and launched it before Facebook, before MySpace, um, that helped people connect, that helped people share their thoughts mm. and feelings. And what I ultimately realized, and again, this took 15 years to realize for myself, 
is that I created this platform, whether it was the website or Uchi, I created this platform because I needed to feel heard and understood by my parents. And it was my pain that had been driving me for so long, I didn't feel heard and understood. And that's where, you know, I fast forward to feeling heard and understood is not a mental illness. It is not a mental health problem. It's a feeling. It's an emotional health problem. So I call myself an emotional health and behavior consultant or an emotional health and innovation consultant. Mm. Um, And emotional health to me is what drives behavior more than anything else. It's not our mental health that's driving our behavior. It's our emotional health. And there's a difference. And until we separate the two and really distinguish and define correctly these two elements of health, we're just going to continue down this, quote, mental health path that is not working. And that's where I, I came to today with the Uchi app, which to me, what nurtures emotional health more than anything else is our connections, our relationships. Yes. Yes. Right. So if connection nurtures emotional health and emotional health drives behaviors, which we can get into later, then that's why I created the Uchi app because Uchi literally facilitates connection. It doesn't talk about why connection is important and all the research behind it and, and why we need it and what happens if you don't have it and how your boss is more critical to your health than your doctor. It's not, that's not what Uchi is. Uchi, <laughs> Uchi literally facilitates connection in a two-way relationship, yeah. not like Facebook and LinkedIn and, and all the other platforms that are just mostly one way, right? People posting but not a lot coming back, right? Like 99% of tweets get zero engagement on Twitter. So everybody's talking, but nobody's really listening. No one's listening. Yeah. Yeah. But Uchi creates a two-way relationship and that's how it nurtures your emotional health and the behaviors improve. They can improve shockingly fast. So that's sort of my whole big long story. Crazy. You know, you're, you know, you're right. I mean, I'm out here, I'm doing this project and I'm, I'm alone. I'm truly alone, but in a field of, in a sea of people. So I listen intensely to people's stories. I I do quite a few shows like this on podcast. I have four of these today. I'm engaged with people. I see the people downstairs, you know, but am I connected emotionally to the people I love? No. Am I heard by them? Do they hear me? Did I hear them? Man, it's lonely. And it makes, you know, that's, and that can, there's times when I go a few days and I realize like, man, my head, like I, like my emotional health goes sideways, not my mental health. You're right. Mentally, you're still, you're still executing. You get your iPad, you get the right, you get set up on the platform, you're live, you're figuring out where am I going to sleep the next night, right? You got to plan out where am I getting gas? Where am I getting water for my van? Because I ventured into the van life world and I love all that stuff. Like you're mentally, you're executing like crazy. You're figuring it all out, right? But you're constantly having these one-off conversations, which which is also wonderful and the research shows that's very helpful too, but in a different way. Yes, you're having yeah. these you're having the same sort of conversation again and again and again but when do you go deeper to the real connection yeah someone that knows me someone that understands me someone that gets you yeah and and that's yeah. and invested. that's what nurtures our heart yeah and they're invested in me i'm invested in them yeah. and that will nurture my heart yeah and like you said man i'm sure my behavior gets a little wacky if i go a couple of weeks without talking to my daughters or you know, right. really we can get a little more irritable. We're not as patient with people. Yeah. We, it's harder to listen when we haven't been listened to by the people closest mm. to us. You know, when we don't feel heard and understood by the people closest, you know, when our, you know, health is like any element of health. And I've landed on four elements, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, just like the four tires on a car. And for me, I can, any of the other elements of health that people talk about, I can easily have them as a subset of one of those into the bucket one of those buckets yeah and um now i forget go through those back up again go through those again emotional like like the four tires on your car yeah physical emotional 
mental, and spiritual. And if any one of those tires is running low or flat, you're going to be struggling. And you're going to do whatever you need to do to, to compensate for that, you know? And what we've, what we've been doing, I, I feel like, in, in the world is the emotional health tire is, like, flat. And that's where all these <laughs> – I'm sorry. Like, seriously, I think, I think yeah. we think well, there's only three tires. Yes. You hear that, right? You hear, you hear mind, body, spirit all the time, yeah. right? Mind, body, spirit, which is like mental, physical, spiritual. Where's the heart? Where's the emotional? And so often emotional is part of mental and we're doing a huge disservice because they're nurtured differently. And that's why we continue to fail in the mental health industry. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna put it straight up. I've been doing this for 22 years. I've been going down this rabbit hole for so long and I've talked and I've read and whatever. We can improve behavior. We can have a better world when we nurture that emotional health tire because it is flat. And when, when, when a tire is flat, when we're in, when an element of our health is not being nurtured, it causes pain. It causes discomfort. And a physical human will pain. Do, yeah. It, well, it's emotional I mean, pain too. Or, or maybe like a disease even like it comes well, out of something. Let's go with the physical pain that you're talking okay. about. Right. So, so our brain only recognizes two kinds of pain, physical and emotional. There's no such thing as mental pain. I've in 22 years, I've not been able to identify mental pain. The, the like, oh, I can't do this math problem. It hurts. It doesn't cause pain. What you're experiencing more than likely is if I can't do this math problem, I'm going to be judged as less yes. than, yeah, as yeah. not as good, as not smart, as not valuable. And, and in our brain, value translates to love and love is that emotional wow. health need. So that's oh. the pain we experience, right? So you can look at the research and you can see that our brain activates the same way, like it, it like activates the same yeah. way, whether you're experiencing physical pain or emotional pain and your brain can't tell the difference. It just knows I'm in pain, do something about it right now. Mm -hmm. And in the absence of knowing how to truly love and connect to not shame, to not judge, to not degrade, to not emotionally neglect somebody in the absence of that, we turn to behavior to try and ease our pain. We soothe it with food. We numb it with alcohol yeah. and drugs. We ignore it and keep busy with work or with exercise. Now there's benefits to work and exercise and all those kinds of things too. But hey, I'm a 22 year Ironman triathlete and coach. I know you cannot exercise your emotional pain away. <laughs> and that's no. what we do, right? We try and inflate that physical health tire, I'm pumping up. I'm using the tire pump to pump up. Yeah, yeah. We try to overinflate the physical health tire, eat better, you know, exercise more, you know, get outside, which are all good things, right? But they don't, they don't put any air. They don't put very little air in that emotional health tire. Ahead, I'll stop there for now. <laughs> One, okay, do that again because I'm, I'm just got physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Spiritual. So, okay. So my definitions. Well, that's for, very interesting. Yeah, spiritual. Very interesting. Right. So my definitions for emotional, mental, and spiritual are very different than the rest of the world. <laughs> physical is the same, but the the other three, my definitions are very different. Are very different. I have yeah. noticed one one thing interesting. Um, on the pod, on the other pod, the jar through my interviews. Um, there's four parts to the, the questions. There's 400 questions in the jar and there's four parts. Um, the questions come from a book mm -hmm. that I wrote called Dear God. And it's, oh, it's, a, yes, it's, it's not a, it's a spiritual book, not a really religious book. And there's four parts to it. And the last part is, is itself, others, kind of humanity, and the fourth part of the book is, I call it you, the God, the book of you, meaning God or higher power or universe or intelligent design or whatever you want, whatever your, your spiritual kind of language. I'll go with here. energy on that one. I'll go energy. with energy. Yeah, yeah, the energy, right? And it's interesting, the more, the closer people get to ag being agnostic or, or even atheist, right, down the, in the, on that side of the spiritual spectrum, um, 
there's less hope and there's less faith in people's languages. It's a very interesting thing that I've seen. And, it, and I think it is kind of that you're missing that spiritual side when you don't believe in the energy that we see and feel around us. Right. You know, this, you, when you don't. so interesting. I love this. I love this. And, Thank you. And it's, and it's just something I've kind of, and I don't, I don't have the facts to back it up. I don't have the data from the interviews and, and, and okay. stuff yet, but it's I'm just okay my observation is the more closed people are to the energy that's around us and, and that's pulsating everything and running through everything. Um, the more okay. closed they are to that idea and then definitely spiritually. Okay. So the agnostic, way, yeah. Yeah. So the agnostic and atheist people that you've come across mm -hmm. um, seem to have less hope and less fit and less faith, faith, faith. in and, and faith could be, it's even sometimes in your, I mean, faith is a faith in self, an interesting right? word, right? It's, a, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. a spectrum. Yeah. But I, I think it's a circular spectrum. So it's so interesting because the, the classical definition of spirituality is, is a belief in, in God or in religion, or, you know, you get to God mm -hmm. through religion. And, and if you don't have that belief, so if you're agnostic or atheist, you don't have that belief, then what are you going after? Like, what is, why are you here kind of thing? If there's not this higher power, bigger thing out there, why are you here? Okay. Is that, yes. is that I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that's what they're the backdrop behind there, you know, behind the answers okay. and behind the conversation okay. is, is there's that unknown, right? Unknown. There's, there's no, okay. there's nothing, you're not really, I don't think you're on a foundation. I think it's makes struggling with some, yeah. Struggling with the foundation, where do you go? So, I'm so here. I, why don't you know? Why do yeah. I behave like this? Why does it matter? I mean, do you really need to be kind to your fellow man if it's all over at the end? Isn't it? Yeah. All why does it matter? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Right. Yeah. Well, so it's very interesting because I am a 100% atheist. I don't even believe in the concept of God. That just does not even exist for me or religion. But and I mean, I, I know religions exist, you know, but well, I do believe God. in energy, actually. Yes, mm -hmm. I do. And, and that's proven. Like everything is energy. Everything in the universe is energy. It's just when energy is slowed down enough, it turns into matter. Right. So yes. That's e equals MC squared. Yeah. Right. Stuff for. Stuff for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah this, yeah. this stuff, you know, I got my pen. Right. It's matter. Me. I, I matter. I'm energy slowed down. You know, uh, emotion is energy in motion is, is what you know, they say, there's the word. I'll, yeah. So, so I'll share. So, <laughs> so I've been told like, I can't be spiritual because I'm atheist. I don't believe in God or a higher power. So I can't be spiritual mm. that, I mean, I've been told this by people like, well, how can you be spiritual if you don't believe in God or you don't believe in a higher power? Mm. And I'm like, you know, I'm just as human as the next person. I can <laughs> be just as spiritual as the next person. So my issue is, and I think this could be one reason why, you're finding that people who are agnostic or atheist struggle with this faith or hope is because, is because it doesn't fit for the classical definition of spirituality, which is higher uh, power. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. So if you, okay. if you think about a person and, and that definition, it doesn't fit. Like they no. can't possibly be spiritual they won't be because spiritual. they don't believe in, in this higher power that you're yes. talking about. Yeah. Okay. So let's go with, my definition or not go with it, but let me, sh I'll share, yeah, yeah, my yeah, definition. share your definition because my definition does not discriminate against those who do not believe in God or religion. Yeah. Okay. But the, but the classic definition is if you don't believe in God or religion, oh, you can't be spiritual. So you're discriminated against there's it's black and white, right? Okay. So my definition for spiritual health, is your ability to know and pursue your purpose in life. Okay. So purpose yes. is what matters to you at your core, your essence, mm. your soul, your spirit, what gets you out of bed each day. And when you pursue your purpose and whatever that is, and you can have many purposes. It's not just one purpose. Yeah, yeah, of course. You can you have, have many purposes. You can have long-term purpose and short-term purpose. You can have big purpose and little purpose, right? But as you're pursuing your purpose, when you have a reason to get out of bed each day, when you have mm. a goal in mind, then 
then you're nurturing your spirit. Now, it's not like emotional health, which is your ability to, to give and receive love and connection, belonging. Yeah, love, different. connection, belonging is different than purpose. Okay? But with my definition... Yeah, you're living, your, living your purpose, then you're being spiritual. You're being spiritual. Yes, or you're because it's what matters your, to you with, at your core. Yeah. yeah, at your core. So with my definition, if your purpose is to serve God and Jesus Christ, awesome. Go do that. I want you to do that because you're that's you're nurturing being... you at your core. Yeah. Yeah. But don't yeah. tell me I can't be spiritual because what I do at my core is help people it's, it's, love it's and different. connect. Very cool. Um, that's a different way of thinking. Yeah, no, I, 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 lo I love that because, you know, it is your it, – it's kind of an interesting if you kind of like kind of undeconstruct some of the biblical terms around that, <laughs> yeah. you know, spirit. You know, maybe that yeah. is – I mean, maybe <laughs> – a Holy Spirit is maybe within you, and maybe that is the language. Maybe the lesson there is, yeah. the Holy Spirit is with you, and if you're serving your mm -hmm. spirit, your holy, your own Holy Spirit, you are being spiritual. Yes, that's not and, a big, and I, your definition is right? not a big stretch. I don't think it is. You know, I think things got a little bit confused with like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> And the spirit is like God and this, you know, somebody up in the sky that's like managing the whole universe. And I think <laughs> things got really turned upside down in the religious world. Um, and maybe because, you know, 5,000 whatever years ago, that's what they needed. That's all they understood. But I think we've come a long way in 5,000 years mm. or more. Um, I'm just going like Jewish calendar. Um, yeah. So I think we've come a long way. But I think I think what is so interesting to me about religion is that so often what we hear about religion is, you know, community and connecting to mm -hmm. others and being a part of something. And, and also when we talk about God and, and, or, you know, something bigger, like I want to be a part of, which another way of saying is I want to be connected to something bigger than me, something more than yes. me. Well, now we're talking about my definition for emotional health. Yeah. My definition for emotional health is, is your ability to give and receive love, connection, and belonging. And isn't that what most religions are trying to create with community? Uh, or even, yeah, even the spirituality. I mean, the whole thing well, is and, and spirituality connect. Yeah. Yes. Right, connect to something more, you know? So that to me is emotional health also. It's connecting to others, to other people. Mm. It doesn't have to be this made up whatever thing in the sky, you know, yes. it's connecting to other people. And I think one of the big reasons, and now I'm really going off the track here, but one of the big reasons why religion was created in the first place is because we weren't connecting as family units. We didn't know how to connect as a family unit and then religion became a way to connect people and have community as a group because we were failing. It became a religion was really humanity's solution to failed connection with our family and our tribe. So yeah. we made this bigger belonging tribe. Yeah, especially as we as we started to as we started to come together as communities, right? We were we were no longer just you know living by ourselves off in the fields and jungles. We started to have form civilizations communities right right and then and, but but we're struggling to really connect and and honestly so, i i think a big reason why we struggled so much to connect is because literally up until about 150 years ago and and really if i was going to be more strict about it, i'd say 75 years ago so humans homo sapiens have been on this planet for 200,000 years okay but I'm going to be conservative and say up until 150 years ago, the late 1800s, humans could not reliably source food. We could not reliably preserve food. We didn't even know if we were going to make it through the winter. So oh, yeah. I don't care how you're feeling. We need food and we need shelter. We need wood for the, for the fireplace or we're going to freeze to death. So up until <laughs> like 150 years ago, our pri our main priority has been has been survival like literal existence and and even more i think more accurately up until like world war ii i mean grocery stores didn't really come into play until the 1950s so oh, yeah. we have struggled as a species just to survive 
So I don't care about how you're feeling. We need food. We need yeah, clean yeah. water. We need wood for the fireplace or coal to burn, or we're going to freeze and die. So it's never been a priority. But now that survival is not so difficult yes. in first world countries, right? Because even today, 80% of the world's population doesn't have enough food and water in a given day. Water. Water is a right? tough one. <clears throat> and food, you know. So so it's still a problem, but it's the 20% of the population. Oh, this will segue nice into the mental health stuff. Yeah. The 20% of the population that survival is not really a problem. And I'm not saying quality of life isn't great, right? Because even in the United States, there's, you know, food scarcity and, and things like that. But but people are still alive, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, our population on this planet and the, and the United States continues to grow, not decrease. So we don't have a problem surviving and growing, but we are self-destructing through our behavior. Mm -hmm. And we're also like killing the planet through our behavior and things like that. So so our behaviors are, are a result of not meeting our emotional needs. And our emotional needs have only just now, since yeah. like World War II, become a, a priority because our physical needs are pretty well um, covered. Met. Interesting. So that's physical, right? Existence. I'm talking yeah, physical health to me. The spectrum is you're either dead or you're alive, <laughs> like you're somewhere on the spectrum of that. Tell me, I, in the, you know, just for time's sakes, um, take us through Uchi. How does it okay. work? What's what's the yeah. concept? How how yeah, is this going to help with the connections? Yeah, yeah so no. it's funny. So Uchi is a is an app. It's free on Google Play and the App Store. You know, download, create your account. So Uchi is a social platform, but it is not a social media. So nothing on Uchi is is publicly available. Nothing that you share on Uchi is publicly available. It's just like the jar, right? Uchi is, is a massive platform of questions. They usually come in groups of 10, but you can go in any order, bounce around. So all you do on Uchi is you answer questions. And these questions are designed to go just below typical surface level conversation. They're not designed to like, you know, find out your deep, dark secrets. And they're not yes. designed, they're, it's not therapy, okay? But on Uchi, only your Uchi friends can read your answers and they can only read your answers if they've already answered that question. So you have to participate in order to unlock your friend's content, which is the opposite of social media because on social media, you just post stuff and anybody can see it, right? And you don't have to share anything back. Get back to the you know thing about yeah. tweets and um, you know, not getting any engagement and things like that. But on Uchi, only your Uchi friends can can read your answers. And it, it's designed to be a, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes every day or so. It's not meant to be like two hours scrolling through content. It's meant just to connect with those five, 10, 20 people that matter most to you. Hmm. Because those are the people that if if you don't feel connected to, that's when we feel empty. That's when our emotional health dips and that's when we try to compensate with our behaviors like food or booze or out drugs or or whatever or we get depressed we get more anxious yeah. um and then depression can lead to suicide things like that um so that uchi is just about sharing answers to questions and reading your friends answers and i mean i can tell you like when i started using it with my parents um, I mean, this was back when we first started, but even just a couple of weeks ago, my dad answered a question. One of the questions was, um, describe a memorable experience from childhood. So my dad, who's in his 80s, he writes, Whoa. right? He writes, oh, I remember when I was in sixth grade, I got, I um, was the valedictorian of my sixth grade class and I got to be, I got to, um, to give a speech to the entire school. And I'm like, oh my God. How did I, I, I never know this? Yeah, exactly. I'm in my 50s. How did I never know this story about my dad? And yeah. that's what comes out because that doesn't come up in normal verbal conversation. Yeah. Because Uchi's only the written word. There's no pictures. There's no video. There's no audio. There's no like button. There's no profile to create because you know the people. So you know cool. the people already. And you can't even search for anybody. That's how private it is. 
So you won't get any cyberbullying, no trolls, no predators, because you have to like accept someone's invite or invite someone and they accept it. That's how Uchi works. And, you know, it's all free. And then I'll quickly just say the the business model is yeah, if you yeah. want to create, right? If you want to create questions for a group of people and they don't have to be your regular Uchi people, they can be like your workmates or your classmates or or your volleyball team or whatever it is, maybe a, a network from a podcast or something. You can you can pay a small fee and you can create an Uchi tribe that where you create the questions up to 10 questions and you can invite up to 10 people again they don't have to be part of your regular uchi they're just separate and then those 10 people can have conversation on those questions it's all guided by the questions that you ask just like the jar where you guide the conversation with the questions that you ask and so for schools imagine a teacher inviting a class of students there we open it up to like 30 students but maybe don't have so many questions um, because the amount of activity, if you want student engagement, oh my God, like you'll be blown away because as soon as you give a student the chance to share their yeah, perspective, yes. yeah. they open up. It's amazing. So that's a little bit about each. It's cool. Kids are sitting there so quiet, right? Right. But there's so much going on in people's heads. God, but and, we don't pull you, it out. And you, and you don't, you don't pull it out. And, and we, we shut them down. Missing it. And, right? and usually it's down. like. And usually it's like, you don't get a chance. There's 30 kids in a classroom. Teachers got to have con- command and control. Everybody shut up. One person talks. Right. We got 30 I talk, minutes. you listen, that's it. Yeah. And that the that end, just doesn't work. You know? And the end, you go to the next classroom and do the same thing over. Right. And when you don't have a chance to share your perspective day to day, this is why kids start to hate school in yeah. first grade. I mean, school is just a judgment fest. And if you get judged a few times, well, it's not long because that hurts, right? It's not long before <laughs> you just stop sharing. You don't even give it a try, right? And now we wonder why kids are depressed and kids are so anxious. They're anxious because they're afraid if I don't do well, if I don't, if I don't share, if, if I don't um, get the right grade, then I'm a bad person. I don't have value. And if I learn that I don't have value, well, in our brain, value translates to love, and love is a basic human yeah. need, just like food and water and shelter and sleep. So that's what we're missing, and then we just start shutting down. We don't feel heard. We don't feel valued, mm. and, then, and then our behaviors compensate. We try to compensate with our behaviors. We can compensate with destructive behaviors yeah. like heroin and alcohol and food, right? Or we can try to compensate to feel more valued with constructive behaviors such as triathlon. I'm a triathlete or patents. I have 80 patents. And what I've learned over the years is the more extreme the behavior, the deeper the emotional pain. <laughs> you got any patents. It must be a deep pain. I don't feel valued. I don't feel heard and understood by, by my parents. Yeah. You know? And my parents love me. I know they love me, but that's intellectual love, right? I don't feel understood. My parents don't really get me. Yeah, it's so crazy, but right? using Uchi, oh my God, everything gets better. I'm more patient with them. I feel like they listen to me because they're reading my answers and they're commenting on Uchi. Yeah, you're having a dialogue on important stuff. Yeah, and it's amazing what comes out through the written word versus verbally in real time. Yeah. Right. You and have you, you can, can take yeah. your time with the written word. Yes, and that's what I mean. You can you can really absorb the words, right? And yeah. and under, and examine them from right. what you read, what you feel, what they said, how they what what voice they wrote from. Yeah, and you child. can reread it, right? You can yeah, you, you can, can go slow back, yeah. down. You can yes. read it a second time, and oh, I missed a word. Let me read it yes. a third time. Oh, wait, that changes the whole meaning. Yeah, you know, and then when you respond. You know, well, it's not really keyboard per se, but on your phone. Yeah. Um, when you respond, you can take your time. People, excuse me, people don't tend to yell when they're typing, right? People don't tend to curse as much when they're typing. But when you're in real-time conversation, if you get triggered emotionally, not mentally, emotionally triggered, boom, you are right off into an argument. 
you're yelling, you're screaming, you're cursing, listening, forget it. Your frontal lobe no longer engaged because now your amygdala is engaged. I mean, it's all in the neuroscience. Now your amygdala is engaged. Your amygdala yeah, hijacks everything. And it's good night. Good night. See you later. Twitter's Tom filled down. with people. Twitter's filled with people on the minute, minute. It should be just change the name. Right? Because you just react, 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 real time, fast, 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 fast. Uchi slows things down, you know? And what's nice is you first answer the question, right? So when you're answering a question, you're journaling. And the, the therapeutic mm. benefits of journaling are, are so well documented. It's just like, think about that question Describe a memorable experience from childhood. What would you choose? I mean, you don't have to answer it now, but if you want, yeah, to, you can. Yo, yeah, yeah, but you go through this this Rolodex of memories and, and oh, this one's happier than this one. Oh, that was a great memory, but this one's even better. You know, this one's down here. Yeah, that was good, but that wouldn't, yeah, I could see those kind. well, I look, I love these kinds of questions that are introspective, take you to, to great places, to, to good memories. And we yeah. don't really re- we don't really remember so much of the shitty stuff, right. and even right. you know, but even you do anything- because there are questions that ta- that ask about yeah. the shitty stuff, right? And then to take a moment and work through some of that in yes. writing is so valuable. It helps yeah. healing so much, yeah. and that's just the ease of Uchi. It just it, it's just so simple. But that's the thing about relationships is you can't build a relationship in a day, right? You don't build a connection in a day. You have to do it day in and day out. You know, it's got to be consistent where you're sharing your thoughts, your feelings, your ideas, and you're being heard and you're listening to the other person. And when you share a little bit more, you trust a little bit more. And when you know a little bit more, you're, you're willing to be a little more vulnerable. And with a little more vulnerable, you get a little more trust. And it just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. And before you know it, you're feeling a really strong connection. And that nurtures you at your heart. And now you're happy and happy people do good things. I love on your app, you know, you've got, oops, sorry, on the app, it opens up and it's real conversations, real connections. And the tagline for the jar is real people, real conversations. Right. It's so similar. We're, we're, (laughs) you know, we're very much in sync with it. And the jar is pulling questions out. That's what you do on the app. And it's wonderful because sometimes it is easier to share stories with people um, that you don't know, right? Because you're just meeting a lot of these people for the mm. first time. And the research shows that that having those kinds of connections with people, with like strangers, is helpful also, right? Yes. And yeah. why is it so helpful? Well, I think one of the reasons why so often is that with a stranger, you're not worried about judgment. You're not worried about shame because they don't really matter to you. Right. And if they don't really matter, I'm willing to share more because they don't really matter. And if they reject me, if they say, oh, you don't have any value, it hurts less. So that's why we're open. But when we're getting rejected by the people that matter to us, oh, man, does that hurt? That hurts so much. I mean, how many people are in this? You were talking about the van, you know, earlier and on the road. How many people feel alone in a house full of people? Oh, man. How many yeah. people oh. feel alone in their marriage or in their in their you know romantic mm-hmm. relationship? They don't feel heard and understood. Start using Uchi and just do drip by drip, little by little. You're not going to re- repair that relationship in one fell swoop. But I can tell you, just like with your with your physical needs for survival, right? If your airway is getting cut off, right? Nothing else in the universe matters except getting air because you're like in massive pain, yeah. right? But as soon as you get air, boom, everything changes and gets better. It's like it's, it is the quick fix, right? Getting mm-hmm. air. And I think it's very similar with emotional health, where when you feel heard and understood, it quickly can change your demeanor, like in a moment, right? I, I had an athlete who was, um, now this isn't an Uchi example, but this is a, a real-time example I was coaching an athlete who has had, you know, lots of arguments with her husband. She has two little kids. They'd argue constantly in front of the kids. It was just a real, you know, um, it was a struggling household. And, and this, this athlete was going to a race the next weekend. It was like a big event for her. And 
Um, and her husband was like, you know, you always go away. You leave me with the kids and I have to do everything. And I, you always get to go away. And I, I'm like, no, I'm not taking care of the kids. I'm not going to do it. Forget it. Oh, oh. Right. I mean, it's a bit and they got in a huge argument over it. Well, then a day or so later, my athlete, she was talking to her mother on the phone and and her mother was like coming down on the husband, apparently. And and my athlete was like, well, actually, mom, that's not correct. He was really great with this and he did do this other thing and it was really helpful. And yeah, I know we got the weekend problem, but he was really helpful with this other stuff. And, and it was you got it wrong, mom. He was doing great. Well, he, he, she got off the phone with her mom and he came up to her. He's like, you know, I heard what you said. I overheard what you said to your mom. And I really appreciate what you said. And, um, yeah. and it, it meant a lot to me. And you know what? Go ahead. Go away for the weekend. I got the kids covered. Don't even think twice about it. We're all good. So just feeling valued, just feeling like he mattered, changed his entire demeanor. That a little bit of because he's probably emotionally a little bit you know out it's, of whack. It's all emotion. He felt hurt. He didn't feel valued. He didn't feel loved. That causes pain, and then we go to behavior. And it's a lot easier to to be hateful and angry than it is to feel your own pain. So true. That's so. Then let's tie it back to stigma. <clears throat> I know we're probably short on time, but. The, one of the big problems with mental health is it's all about behavior, 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 right? If you're addicted to drugs, you have a mental health problem. If you're depressed, it's a mental health problem. If you have an eating disorder, it's a mental health problem, right? I think one of the biggest problems is the premise of mental health is flawed. The whole industry is operating on a That's flawed awesome. premise, right? The flawed premise is if you are not in complete control of everything that you do and all of your behaviors, then your brain must be broken. And if your brain is broken, it's a mental health problem. If you can't control everything you do in your life, something's wrong with you because why would anybody restrict food? Why would anybody do heroin when they know it's not good for you? Yes. And it's going to kill you. Why would anybody smoke? You must be crazy. Why would anybody shoot up a school? You must be insane, right? But it's not because their brain is broken. It's because they're in so much pain that... They're trying to find a way to ease their pain, and we do it through our behavior. So the yes. flawed premise is you're in control of everything, but we know, and this is only in like the last five years, but we, and I, mean, I knew this a lot 20 years ago, but we only know this in the last five years from the neuroscience that 95% of our actions and behaviors are subconsciously driven. They're not consciously driven by our decisions and our reasoning and our frontal lobe. They're subconsciously driven yes. in our in our midbrain, our emotional health brain. That's where our, our behaviors are actually coming from, which is why mental health needs to be separated from emotional health and why it's not a mental health problem. And when we automatically assume that, oh, you're broken, you're bad, I would never do a behavior like you're doing, so you're a bad person. That's the mental health model, and that's where stigma comes from. You're wow. bad. I'm good. I don't do that behavior. You do that behavior. So you're broken. You're bad. I'm good. Interesting. I'm loving it's, it's not that I need help. It's not that you're weak. It's an interesting, it's an interesting twist on well, reality. Well, I think it's reality, but you know, I don't have yeah. like I don't have studies to show any of this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I know it's about it. Yeah, I it, well, I, I always go off of like, does something sound logical to me? Does it make sense? Does it hold water? And and then if I look at the other side of the argument, what do I feel after I have this new information? And it's like, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm just going to heart for feel. Yeah, no, I, I'm like, like, how does that make me feel? Hearing, you know, I, I got my brain part. What logically, I'm following this. Does it make sense? And then, I'm like, mm -hmm. I got, I got to go to my heart and go, yeah. Have I? If I feel, do I feel it? Is that? Do Wait, I does feel that? Like resonate? That? Does that feel right? It's resonating, and you know, shit. Yeah, I mean, it's so much of mental health conversation is emotional health. I mean, people do the craziest well, shit and it's not because they're mentally ill. I agree. They are emotionally broken. We are we are an emotionally broken society in so many ways. Our tire is flat. It, it's Our emotional very, health very tire flat. is flat. 
Yeah. Okay, it's very are... flat. It's not maybe 100% flat, but yeah, it's yeah, very but it's, flat. It's pretty yeah. low. It's, it's not, pretty, it's not it's, why did you do this behavior? It's what happened to you? Yeah, yeah, what's happening? This what's, is your solution. Yeah. No child yeah. ever says, oh, I want to be a drug addict when I grow up. No. No. And maybe nothing happens to their brain. So they're not, they have a, you know what I mean? And, and what it turns out is things have happened to them that have broken them emotionally. They're broke. And, and, and once you get stuck there, this is, and you can look at like psychology and stuff. Like yeah. you can get stuck at like two or three years old. Like, yes. like Donald Trump is basically stuck as a three-year-old. I, I mean, I, I'm not just trying to come down to him, but he's just someone that a lot of people know. His behaviors are all over the place. And he just yes. never pops into his brain. He doesn't consciously think about it. He just spits it out because he is yes. stuck. He is stuck like a three-year-old and someone took his rattle and he's just, he is so he's in so much pain and you can listen to like Gabor Mate um, interviews where he talks about Donald Trump and the pain that Donald Trump experienced as a, as a young child. Yeah. It's so clear to me. This is why I don't get upset with Donald Trump's behaviors because his, his behaviors are extreme because he is stuck as like a three-year-old development, emotional development of a three-year-old. All he knows is if I make money, then people will like me. If I have power, then people will like me. If I say anything weird, I'll get attention. Attention means love to him. Attention means love, you know? And all he's trying to do is fulfill his need to be loved. And it's hard to love someone who has such extreme behavior, but that's ultimately it's, what they're- What, what an amazing need. driver of, like, like you talk about human drivers. Wow, man, you know. So to be stuck at a three-year-old and that's enough motivation to get you to become president of the United States, one of the biggest property developers in the world, uh, shocking drive. Right? You want more? Steve Jobs. That's fuel. Right? Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, Bill Gates, you know, like power, money, and status. That's what humans value right yes. now because- Value translates to love. Love. We just yeah. want to be loved. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was not surprised. All those, guys are, all those guys are probably got a store, a backstory around this, right? Elon Musk is on his third marriage and his seventh child, and his oldest child has has filed for exoneration from him. <laughs> what does that say about his relationships? Oh, you know? not good. Not good. Now, I, I'm not trying to condemn these people. It's it's they're in pain and I don't want anyone to be in pain ever. And that's why oh, yeah, that's, is my solution. That's the reality is these guys are, this is, these are all amazingly successful people, mm -hmm. uh, but the driver is so twisted. Their frontal lobes working, but they're emotional and the driver is twisted. Yeah, this driver. I mean, Uchi's a fantastic. I'm going to get my kids on it. I'm, I, you know, I, I, I pledge right here. I'm going to, I'm going to invite, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to get to my two daughters on there and see if we can't start a little tribe. You know, our own well, life. Uchi, it wouldn't be a tribe per se. It'd be your Uchi because yeah. Uchi in Japanese means in group or inner circle. So ah, in Uchi, okay. you'll be creating your inner circle, you know, the people that matter to you, like your kids and maybe a couple of yeah. friends or something. And, and, Boom, you can start, you know, sharing answers and having fun. It doesn't matter what time zone you're in because it's all asynchronous. I, yeah, I love that fact. You just pop something in there and leave it and see what, see if people will uh, start, start engaging. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, awesome. Um, awesome chat. Maybe any, you know, I don't want to cut you short. I want to give you a chance for any final thoughts, any, any kind of, you know, motivation for people to go check it out or, or anything else you want to. I mean, absolutely. You know, Uchi is there and, and free. Um, you know, I love to get it in as many schools as possible because, you know, okay. if we're not meeting the daily emotional needs of our students and our teachers, right? Teachers are quitting in droves. But if we're not meeting our daily, the daily needs of children in school, because, you know, they spend so much time in school, then we're going to continue to have these behaviors and kids will continue to slip through the cracks if we don't have something and Uchi is scalable, it's an app. You can, yeah. I can roll it out to a school in less than 24 hours and there's no training required. So yeah, because people know, 
let's not have, you know, your school could be the next one that gets shot up, right, through gun violence. It could be the next school with a suicide or more suicide, more depression, mm. more anxiety. But Uchi is Uchi, Uchi is a scalable solution that anybody can employ. And the more schools we get it into, it's something that you can just incorporate into the day, outside the day, help really nurture that teacher-student connection, because that's the most important element of education. But Uchi can also, you can also start bringing in parental volunteers. And we know that kids do better when the student-teacher relationship is nurtured, and when parents are more involved in school, then students do better. So that's the main place. And if you liked what you hear today, you want me to speak or present at your organization or your event on these topics, I'm more than happy to do keynote or any kind of workshop for your organization or school. Yeah, it's great stuff. Um, just to add another thought, I've got a, my, uh, one of my good friends is a, is a school teacher. And so as you mentioned that, I'm like, oh, I should reach out to Alonzo. He's, and he's this kind of guy. He's this yeah. very, very, um, very open to this kind of stuff and very much mental health person. Beautiful. And when enough Uchis overlap, right, then we're all connecting. And, you know, the vision of Uchi is a world at peace because every person truly believes they matter. Yeah. Especially when you have real conversations, real connections, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks again, Kevin. And uh, thanks everybody thanks, for, you know, for the support in the show and sharing and liking. And this, this will be live now when we hang up and then it'll also end up, um, Kevin, in another couple of weeks, I'll send you a note uh, that we're up on the audio, traditional audio platforms. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks so much, Ken, I appreciate it. Thanks, my friend. I'll see you in 30 seconds on the other side. Great. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public class. We're not part of the community, but we're from the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it, it changes all the time. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change.